day 133. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Proverbs 25. Yeah, yeah. So, man, we're um almost done with Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> Two more days and we'll be done with the book of Proverbs. Shout out to y'all who yeah. are keeping up, following along, and reading Proverbs and getting all this wisdom, right? right. So Proverbs 25 starts off, and it mentions, bro, that these are from Hezekiah. So right. Hezekiah was this king in Israel, 2 Kings 18, Isaiah, I believe, 36 39. He, we are told about him, and he was one of the good kings, right? right? For some time, yeah. <laughs> he was a wise king in Israel. Um, they actually had a religious revival, bro. And uh, here it talks about some of his wisdom that he copied down from Solomon, right? So I love uh, verse two. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and the glory of kings to investigate a matter. It's kind of a weird proverb that's not quoted a ton, right. but um, in the ancient world, bro, in his day, you know. Hezekiah and Solomon were like scholar kings, uh-huh. right? And so in those days, the academic, you know, wisdom inquiry and this governmental power uh-huh. went hand to hand. Right. And so I think the thing that we can take from this is that anybody who leads over the people of God right. needs to have a type of wisdom, right? right and that right, is a right. good thing in the eyes of God. Yeah. You've seen what happened. Right. Or we will see what happened on the podcast. Right. <laughs> when the kings don't lead wisely, even when right. Solomon starts wilding, right. we see the problem that it is. Yeah. And God, on the other hand, the flip side, God is glorious and majestic in that when his uh, will is mysterious, it leads to a type of awe before him as well. Right, yeah. Yeah, bro, I love what you said about wisdom because I think 25, 11, and 12 Mm -hmm. help us understand what wisdom is. And we're going to see it again in 26. But it says Mm -hmm. this, a word spoken at the right time is like gold apples in silver settings. A wise correction to a receptive ear is like a gold ring or an ornament of gold. And this is the thing that we're going to see about wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's not just saying the right thing, right? You got to be able to say the right thing at the wrong time, right? It is unwise, or you've got to say the right thing at the right time. Oh, I said, right? okay, give See? me right. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's unwise yeah. to say the right thing at the wrong time. Mm. That doesn't help, right? Mm. It's never the right time to say the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, but just because you're saying the right thing, it doesn't mean that it's always the right time. And wisdom is going to help us navigate how we pair those two together wisdom is not just about the content of what you say it's about the context in which you say it in right so it is no cookie cutter approach it's being able to take things case by case and knowing how to say it right proverbs 26 and we can jump back um, to 25 we have to proverbs 26 verse Mm -hmm. 4 and 5 it's a perfect example of this right proverbs 26, 4, and 5. This is one that you got to mark in your Bibles to help you know. Proverbs is not just pick one and apply it. It's you got to apply it at the wrong time. It says this. Don't answer a fool according to his folly, or you'll be just like him. And then the next verse says this. Answer a fool according to Mm. his folly, Mm. or he'll become wise in his own eyes. Yeah. And you say, which one is it? Mm both yeah 
but they just got to be at the right time. That's good. There's some times where you got to say, oh, yeah, yeah, hold up, man. <laughs> Listen, hey bro, we can't let you that rock. Wild, right, yeah. yeah no, no, this is the, all right, let's talk. You really want to go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. Hey, bro, what's up? Let's chop, yeah. let's chop it up, bro. And then there's some times where it's like, you got it, bro. You wild. Hey, nah, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. How do you know which one is the right one? Right. Mm. Wisdom is going to help us to say the right thing uh, at the right time. Yeah, I yeah. love it, bro, because, um, you know, in order to get the most out of something, yeah, you have to know how it works. Right, right, right. right. And I've literally heard people say, see, the Bible contradicts itself. Right. Look at Proverbs 26, 4, 26, 5, and it's like, Oh, you don't really know. The, you don't get it. You don't really know how this works, right? This is not a typo, right? Right. Um, for us, this is not a typo. And I love what Jay-Z says. He's like, yo, never argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Yeah. And it's like a there are some times where it's just a waste of time. Right. Right. You will look just as foolish <laughs> by engaging. And there's sometimes when yeah. the fool needs to be corrected. I love yeah, it. Yeah, What's really that? quick, right? Yeah. I, I just want to put this in context in terms of yeah. ev- uh in terms of evangelism. Mm. So being in the West End like we are, yeah. you know, everybody wants to argue. Mm. And and there's sometimes like we'll be at a picnic at church, right? Like yesterday. <laughs> and somebody walks through. Uh, you remember? Was All it right. yesterday? Yesterday. Okay. And we're getting ready to leave. And there's this, you know, old lady that comes through. And she starts to talk about, you know, something about, you know, idols and Muhammad and all of this stuff. And in the past, mm. I used to feel a kind of pressure, like, mm. yo, I'm a pastor. People come in here, people from the church watch. All right, I got to evangelize. It's and my time. It's my chance. Fam, <laughs> and you would be out there for hours, and it's yeah. like, oh, you clearly didn't want to engage, right? Mm. So now I've learned, oh, there's sometimes it's a, yeah, you just sit and say, you got it. Yeah. I got you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that and time? Move on. Huh? You remember that time at the church? Yeah. When somebody came through. And yeah. She was going in, and I was like, "Nah, bro. Like, nah, John. We gotta like." And I was, and you was like, bro, "No, no, no." Yeah, yeah, and I bro. asked her, "Yeah, what can we do to help? Yeah. What can we do to fix this?" She was going in. Well, I just think that you. you need to, it's like, yeah, it's all, all right. good. All right. She's like, Noah, the prophets. And I'm like, ho, ho, ho. It's like, slow down. Let me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now nah, that's so good. Um, let's we can move on from now. We can talk all day on that. Uh, if your enemy is hungry, this is I'm going back to 25 real quick. If yeah. your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will will uh, reward you. Now Jesus and Paul are gonna pick this up yeah. uh, about loving your enemies, and I think that it's good for us to remember that wisdom. We talked about how it's not always about morality, but right. sometimes it is, right? So right. you see the the righteous character of the wise here. Um, and there's a type of convicting shame that one may feel as his evil deeds are returned back to him with kind deeds, yep. right? And so um, fighting fire with fire has never built a city, right? right. Um, I think it's good for us to remember, bro, that um, God's reward is found in ceasing to take revenge, right? right. And I think uh, Christ, yeah, shows us the best. Amen. Of that. Yeah. 27.6, one of my favorites. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy. Mm. But the kisses of an enemy are excessive. I actually like the King James here uh, better. For the for the one time, the, the odd time, I actually like the King James better. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know, it's such interesting uh, stuff because I think Solomon is trying to get across that, um, you know, friends hurt you to heal you. Right. Right. Enemies hurt you to hurt you. Right. Right. So we've talked before, like, it's the difference between being hurt by a friend 
and being hurt by an enemy, it's the difference between being cut by a scalpel yeah. and a knife. Right. Right? Like the friend uses the scalpel yeah. to perform surgery. Right. Right. To help you be better and flourish in life. Yeah. But the enemy uses a knife, right? To right. hurt you and hurt you. And I think for this proverb though, bro, he's like, the the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, right? And you can't read that without thinking about Judas. Right. Right. Who kissed Jesus yeah. and betrayed him. And that kiss has been felt and echoed throughout the centuries. Right. Right. Um, you know, friends, uh, his intent was to honor his friend, but to deceive him. Yeah. It wasn't to honor his friend, but to deceive him and ultimately kill him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Proverbs 28, 25 picks up on this point and it says this, or, or Proverbs 28, 23. One who rebukes a person right here will later find more favor than one who flatters with his tongue right and it's the that will later right mm. that what a friend does is a friend sows seeds right and mm. when you sow a seed you are more concerned about what what will ultimately be produced yeah. than you are about what immediately is produced whenever you correct somebody even if it's your best friend mm. or your spouse or yeah. your partner immediately it doesn't feel good Mm-hmm. It's hard on you. They feel like you're being hard on them. Yep. And it's hard. But in faith, if you say, no, 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 I'm aiming for what's ultimately better, yeah. then you're actually going to help them. And, and that's what a friend does. A friend will sacrifice immediate likability mm. for ultimate health mm. in the other person. An enemy, however, uh, or a false friend... Mm will sacrifice ultimate health in the person for immediate likability for themselves. That's good, bro. right? And so that's where it's like, yo, that's the really kisses of an, en- 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 <clears throat> an-, an enemy. Immediately, mm-hmm. oh, it seems like that we're good, but the Bible on and on and on. In uh, Proverbs 27, 25, right? A lying tongue, ha- or Proverbs 26 28 a lying tongue hates those it crushes and a flattering mouth causes ruins 29 5 it talks about flattery right Mm. 28 23 flattery is not Mm. inconsequential it is destructive and i think that a true friend stays away from it they're willing to cause harm in the interim so that ultimately they can uh, heal. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Now, Sheol and Abaddon, this is uh, 2720. <clears throat> Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and people's eyes are never satisfied. I think uh, the point that the author is getting at here is that um, in the same way that death and destruction in the grave continue to take people day by day by day, right, taking more and more, it proves itself unsatisfied in a sense. Right. And our eyes and our gaze as humans can be the same way, right? Like our greed, our lusts and cravings and covetings cannot have enough like right. there's never enough that we can have and this dissatisfaction bro like wants more and more and i think that uh trying to satisfy again the deep longings of the human soul uh with the things of this world with the gaze right the lust of the eyes that, that john will say in first john yeah. um it's like trying to eat like plastic toy food instead of real food right and expecting some satisfaction right yeah and it's like a it'll never it'll never get the job done right yeah so by way of application or implication, I'm not sure which one is which, but if you ever find yourself saying, all right, yo, I know this is wrong, mm. 
but this is going to be the last time. I promise. Bro, that's so good. <laughs> you're playing yourself. Yeah, you're playing. It's not going to be the last time. You think, or let me not say you think. We think, we because think. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. We think that it's like, all right, no, no, no. If I just indulge, then it's good. It's going to be the last time I'm going to get it out of my system. Mm. I'm going to be satisfied. But the truth is, no, 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 no. It's going to create more of a craving. You are yeah. playing yourself. Mm. So whenever you find yourself saying, no, this is going to be the last time, just say, no, 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 no. Last time was sufficient. Like, let the last time have yeah. been the last time. Like you <laughs> Move it, forward. Was it Friday? I think it was uh, Smokey. He was yeah. like... And you said that last, last time. time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, nah, real talk. Yeah. Yeah. Last uh, one. Okay. 2813 is the last one for me. The one who conceals his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them will find mercy. This is what I love about Proverbs and Proverbs in the Bible. When the fear of God is at the heart of it, you see there's wisdom that the world will find and it'll overlap right yeah um this one yeah the um you'll you'll find uh yo work hard like the ant oh yeah everybody sees that everybody but this one flies in the face of our world system Mm. our country gives us the fifth amendment that says yo if you're guilty you have the right to conceal your sin (laughs) by silence so that you'll find mercy and won't implicate yourself god says no 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 Things don't work like that in the kingdom. In the kingdom, Look, yeah, yeah. No, the person who conceals it won't find mercy, mm. but the person who confesses it, who brings it all to God, they're going to be the one that finds mercy because I, God, am going to provide mm. for the sins of mm. you, right? This is counterintuitive. It runs contrary to all the wisdom of the world, yeah. but it is the thing that actually brings us close to God because mm. we're not scaling the mountain in our own effort but we're trusting that god in fact has come down to cover our sin yeah i think it was um maybe it was trip for sure i think it like it was trip doesn't tweet triply yeah, right. you know john's friend he doesn't tweet a lot but he tweeted one time like years ago this is probably like four or five years ago somebody said what is one thing you wish you would have understood as a young man right and he's and he put this verse mm. right yeah. And uh, it's something about, you know, confession that is just so hard. Right. It it really does hurt. Like you said in the yeah. moment. Like the immediate pleasure. Nobody confesses and like, ah. Right. It's always like, oh, it's just so cringy. Right. Like this person sees me and knows. Yeah. Or God sees me and knows. Right. My deepest, darkest sins. Yeah. But like you said, in the long run, man, it does something for your soul. Amen. Uh, confessing and bringing to light those sins so the Lord can heal you. Amen. And give you the mercy that uh, he wants to give. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, Father, we uh, ask that you would help us to live wisely, God. We pray that uh, we wouldn't live for the immediate satisfaction that comes with sin, that comes with uh, satisfying our own lust, God, that we would live for the long-term satisfaction, the long-term mercy and grace that you want to bestow upon us. We pray that we would live by the fear of the Lord.